welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending May 27th, 2022. I'm Sophie Antel-Gibert, and I'm joined today by my colleague Olga Bezrikov, Portfolio Manager for Russell Investments. Good morning, Olga. It's a pleasure to see you. Hi, Sophie. It's very nice to see you, too. Terrific. So, Olga, we have the lucky job today of recapping markets <laughs> that actually for the first time in like seven weeks look to be ending the week high, whether it's equities, whether it's bonds, whether it's commodities, almost you name it. I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but as we're recording right now <laughs> um, in the morning in Seattle and Toronto, it looks like we're going to end the week in positive territory, which is great. So I'm wondering if you'd be game to change it up a little bit. And rather than focusing on markets quite as much as we have recently during all this period of volatility, making it maybe taking a bit of a step back and saying, OK, so what's going on in the economy globally at the moment? Um, we've had a number of economic data releases. So I was hoping we might be able to get your take on recent data releases and also on different central banks' reactions and, and sort of you know, how they're navigating this path um, in terms of the global economy. Does that sound good? Sounds great. So maybe starting with economic data releases, um, what has recently come out? What has caught your eye? What are you looking at and paying attention to? Yeah. So let's touch on PMIs, housing, and inflation. The U.S. and the Eurozone PMI data disappointed this week, with both goods and services PMIs coming in below expectations. The measures do remain above 50, though, indicating expansion territory. This is not surprising, as the central bank actions that we'll get to in a little bit have been explicitly for the purpose of cooling down the overheating economies to subdue the inflationary pressures. On the housing front, U.S. housing data for April also missed. Housing starts, as well as the new and existing home sales, came in below expectations. The slowing down in the housing market reflects the worsened affordability as prospective buyers have been effectively priced out of the market by both the high housing prices and the high mortgage costs. On the inflation front, this morning, an inflation measure closely watched by the U.S. Fed came out at 6.3% year over year, a touch higher than expected, but very importantly, easing down for the first time this year. This could be indicating that both the policy actions so far and the communication around the future actions may be having the desired impact. So overall, what I would say is that what we saw this week was that the global economic expansion is ongoing, but decelerating from a high rate and that the inflation appears to have come off the highs, which is great, but it remains stickier than expected initially. So that's really helpful backdrop, um, especially when we're thinking about, so what are the different central banks doing? How are they digesting these data points? You said some of those data points, I'm sure all of them, are very closely watched by the Fed. How are central banks globally reacting and trying to help the global economy navigate this path right now? Mm -hmm. So there are certainly a lot of eyes on global central banks um, and the market participants have been trying to discern what is the likely path of the rate hikes as the policymakers are trying to control inflation. Well, the likely direction is up. Starting in APAC this week, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand raised rates by 50 basis points and indicated more tightening to come. In Europe, the ECB revealed a plan to raise rates by 25 basis points at both of the upcoming July and September meetings, which would let the ECB exit the sub-zero monetary policy by the end of the third quarter. 
And in the U.S., of course, we did get the released minutes from the Fed May policy meeting, which provided some insights into the policymakers' considerations. A few points that investors should be aware of. First, most Fed officials saw 50 basis points hikes as appropriate for the next two meetings. Now, why is that? During the policy meeting, there has been a significant discussion on inflation, and the officials strongly feel that the hardship that it is causing Americans is important to address in their policies. This is a really big concern that has been consistently communicated by the Fed over the last several months. Some of the other risks that were flagged included the commodity market risks from the Ukraine war and also some market vulnerabilities from certain trading and risk management practices. Another insight from the Fed minutes was on the anticipated impacts of these hikes and also on the path forward. So the Fed officials saw the potential need for going restrictive on the policy rate to meaningfully slow down the economy, particularly on the demand side to fix the inflation pressures. Right now, as far as the Fed is concerned, conditions remain accommodative, with the Fed rate being below neutral. And that is not where they want to be, given the perceived risks that they talked about. The more aggressive hikes of the upcoming meetings would allow the Fed to slow down the economy quickly and potentially provide an opportunity for the possible pause later on as they assess economic development. However, it is really important to know that it's still too early to be expecting a pause from the hiking cycle now, especially in light of today's economic data, like inflation. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Olga. So, so if I take all of that and I put my investor hat on, we've been talking about inflation and interest rate hikes and that sort of thing. Where does recession come into play? Is that something that I should mm -hmm. be concerned about immediately, like right now? Or is that maybe something that, well, that might be tomorrow's or tomorrow tomorrow's problem, you know, like in, in a few weeks or in a few months or something? What is what is your assessment of that at the moment? Absolutely. So it is important to know that things are still OK and the recession is not today's concern. But it could become one if the Fed continues on the aggressive rate hike path that the central bank indicated. As we can see that the deceleration in economic activity that we have seen in the data is really by design. And it does not appear to be a cause for concern for the central banks the way that the current high level of inflation certainly is. So definitely time to watch the economic data, keep a close eye on how inflation continues from here on. But recession does not seem to be today's problem, at least for now. Terrific. Well, it sounds like today we can breathe a bit of a sigh of relief, celebrate that markets, at least right now, um, seem to be trending upwards. Recession is maybe not something that I need to lose sleep over tonight. With that, Olga, unfortunately, that's all we have time for. But thank you so much for your comments and for your insights. And thank you for joining us. We'll be back again soon. <laughs>